Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. Serve for the grace of God. Do with me. We're the nickel size hail and the damaging winds. We rolled over New York. That ain't ever gonna let us back in. Well, we blew out the lights. We kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. They're all scared of my music. This is how committed we are into getting you an episode each and every day that we said we would get you an episode. Uh, so that's what we are doing. Appreciate you being flexible with our schedule, because we are being flexible with our schedule. I am your host with the most, uh, Chad Dukes. That is Gigantor, America's Wigwam, the Cold Soldier. I believe they call us combined Ofer. That's our betting name out there in the streets. Amongst the people that throw cash, Joe's laughing his ass off because he didn't bet no fucking money this week. I think that's probably what happened. Hello, Tor. How are you? I am uh, I am very happy today, actually. Fucking bloodbath. I'm not happy about the gambling. I'm happy about the food. Oh, yeah? Well, what's going on? I, um... I'm sure you're. I'm. I'm. I'm a thousand percent certain you're aware of this. I am. The uh, the deli counter at the Harris Teeter. Well, yeah, of course. To, to make a sandwich. Yeah. I got the biggest sandwich I've ever got. Oh, you got the prepared one, the one they put in the, the little rubber boxes underneath. Oh no, they've made it prepared one right for That's me. That's a good gift. Seven dollars. You can't beat the fifteen gro- inches of sandwich, shoot. I don't understand the gross ta- the, the grocery store sandwich sleeping that the entire universe does. I'm hey. awake now. I mean, you can go into Safeway and get them to make you a decent sandwich. You can go into public. Have you ever been to a, have a public sub? I've heard a lot about the public subs. Public sub is good to go. What did you get? What kind of sandwich did you I get? I got a club. Ham, turkey, roast beef. Fuck it up on the three cheese roll. Sure. Because I, 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 I saw there's a half and there's a full. I'm like, okay, I see the half. It's okay. They pull out a full. It's like a full baguette length. Yeah. Let me get that. Let me get that inside me. I oh. need that thing. I need that tickle in my ribs. It was stellar. Yeah, it's good. I, don't, I wish you wouldn't put people onto the deli counter at the fucking grocery yeah. stores because all the rubes and the boobs, like you know, like they like paying seventeen dollars at Jimmy John's. That's right. what they like to do. I got gotcha. you. Well, look, man. I mean, I don't want to take credit for this, but I did caution you against the forty-eight dollars steak and cheeses that you were door dashing to your house on a regular basis. I did caution you about that. I'm glad you're not pulling a hot man ten. You're willing to go into a grocery store. Yeah, it's not yeah, that bad. Yeah. Well, it's exciting to be here. We are in the Fortress of Solitudes, of course, presented by Monk's Barbecue. Uh, Monk is uh, just a disaster. I mean, I can't even... I just can't even explain how out of control he is. Uh, But it's great. I'm going to see him. I'm actually seeing him. If you're listening to this Monday night, I am seeing him uh, the following late morning as he is going to join us for the Virginia Pizza Crusade for week two. I wonder if he'll have credit cards this time. We got a full... Fucking boat coming this week. We'll uh, we'll get to that. I don't know how much time we have. It's just it, there's so much that we have to get to. I had I had unequivocally the worst football weekend of my fucking life. Starting on Thursday, starting on Thursday. Now yeah. we, you you what what did you do for the? Because Thursday night, boy, this is, it just feels like it was a million years ago now. Rams Bills Thursday night to kick off the season. Uh, that I believe we both put locks on that particular we did game. Uh, I did not win mine. Did you win yours? I did not win mine. Okay. It started off hot. I took a uh, a one dollar bet for ten dollars for Gabe Davis first touchdown score. Nice. So started off the night on fire. Okay. So you're you're feeling good. Oh. And it's still Thursday. Over the moon. Where we we watched the first drive touchdown. Everyone hit their bet off the Spider Kellys. Well, that sounds amazing. I, well, where else would you rather watch football on a Thursday night than Spider fucking Kelly's? You get to sit outside. It's a, it's a nice. It's perfect. It's seventy five degrees. Gonna watch this game, uh, and then that that's just kind of, kind of where we decided to to, to watch it at. Well, you were disappointed very soon after. Oh, that. oh, pretty quickly. Why? Let me ask you. It's it's week one, okay? And every time, every year. We dance this dance. It's the same dance we dance for the preseason tour. Where the preseason yeah. doesn't mean a fucking thing, but we we figure out reasons to try to convince ourselves that it does. Sure. Week one means. 
Here's what you can't say it means nothing, okay? Because the Bills and the Buccaneers expect to be in the Super Bowl. And guess how they conducted themselves week one? Like Super Bowl champions. Yes. If you're a, a fan of a team that expects to be in the Super Bowl, like let's say the Green Bay Packers or, I don't know, the Tennessee Titans, and your team comes out and they piss down the side of their fucking leg, you can't tell me it means nothing. To our, now, look, do, do I think Aaron Rodgers is going to lose to the Chicago Bears on Sunday night? I would say no. No, I do not. But you, but you can't tell me that it doesn't mean anything that the Chiefs kicked the fucking Cardinals in the chest, held their fucking throats down, and face-fucked them in front of all their fans for four straight quarters. You can't tell me that doesn't mean anything, Tor. This is why every Sunday means something. That's oh, why it's the best. This Sunday better not, or I'm going to hang myself. This past Sunday is the... So... Thursday night, yeah, I'm going up. I go to something I haven't done in a while. Uh, Ant Man reserves the private room up at Patriots Pub. Oh shit! Right around the corner. Uh, I've been up there in a minute. Uh, real good people to work there. They got real good food. Only problem is, Shude was getting a little famous up there. So I was. I like to sit and I like to watch football. I know this is going to sound. I, I can't get any retweets. No one will come out to my pizza party. But at Patriots Pub, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking Justin Timberlake in about 2004. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm sexy back, fucking Justin Timberlake up at Patriots. Dressed in all desim- denim on the red carpet. Telling you, and I, I like to watch the game. I'm the only one that I know that watches football anymore for football. I like to say that. I don't know if you're in the middle of this tour, but I, I sat there with I, I don't even how many was it, Joe? Was it five? Five people that I would call what I thought were friends. Yeah. I, I might as well have been watching the game with a bunch of teenage girls, with a, with a bunch of girls that were on their way to a K-pop concert. <laughs> they didn't fucking mention what was going on on the field once. It was I was listening to Monk and Neil root for their defenses and their kickers in fantasy football. Ah. Oh, my God. Ant-Man talking about his bets. Nobody gave a fuck that the, the, the best team in the NFC was getting shit-canned by the Bills, and the Bills look every part of the fucking juggernaut everyone's been saying they're going to be for the, the last six months. Who lives up to that hype? Who lives up to the hype for six months <sighs> in did. week one with the eyes of the nation upon you? By the way, after and having to travel from Buffalo to L.A., that ain't a quick flight. Doesn't stumble. You have turnovers. It didn't look like it mattered to the Bills. It looked like it mattered to the Rams because they said, we'll just keep on giving you the ball. It was crazy. It was like watching a fight. Like, if you like mixed martial arts, right? Sure. It's like watching one fighter just leg kick the shit out of somebody else for three rounds. Not doing a lot of damage, but he's moving, not taking. He's avoiding damage. Leg kick, leg kick, leg kick. And then you just watch that leg in the fourth round fold underneath that fucking guy. Sure. He's on the ground, jump on top of him, pound him out. They didn't throw a ball past 10 yards, I think, for the first two and a half quarters. Why would they? And they didn't need to. Because Matt Stafford has forgotten how to play quarterback. Or... They need to go to Andrew Wentworth. They need to, to back up a fucking wheelbarrow filled with gold bullion and say, we need you to come play for the offensive line for the Rams again because we don't know what we're doing. And then Odell Beckham Jr. is out there. The, the balls of that team to march the rock out there again, to march all those fucking – and then just take it in the tailpipe for four straight fucking quarters. The balls. That was a banner reveal. That was a Lombardi trophy reveal. It was massive. Well, I hope Buffalo's fans enjoyed it because the stadium was half filled with them. Oh, it sure was. Jesus hey, I, Christ. And I'm the biggest stupid Mark loser of all time. Thank you. Isolate S- that, please. Here. I'd like that in my replay over here. <laughs> sitting here thinking, hey, LA won a Super Bowl. They're, they're home dogs. It makes too much sense. All right, we both said the same thing. We both thought the same thing. I can't. Suck. No revisionist history here. Hey, what happened to Allen Robinson? <laughs> I thought that was the signing of the offseason. Was he, did he play? Did he fucking get off the bus? I don't know what that situation... I'm sitting here looking at my fantasy team. One one point. One point I got from that guy. I don't even think that I... I mean, I know all people care about is their own fantasy football teams now and their own bets, but Jesus Christ, I'm looking at that. I'm like, well, he's got to be, at this point, as good as an injured Odell Beckham Jr., right? Like, Right. Or at least comparable. You know what? At least Christian Kirk got 100 yards. Everyone wants to joke on Christian Kirk getting paid all that fucking money in Jacksonville. He performed. 117 yards he got. Went out there and had a good game. Right himself a fucking... By the way, you want to talk about pissing down your fucking leg? Uh-huh. All these fucking Commandos fans that are crawling out of the woodwork to shit in my mouth again. I thought we were over. Like, I thought... I put in a season. The people, people still think it's a bit, by the way, that I'm a Titans fan. They won't leave me alone. And I'm just like, all right, we did a whole fucking season. I had to sit through there when they got eliminated the playoffs. And I had all these fucking assholes setting up bivouacking on Twitter to talk shit about me. Did you watch the fucking game? Did you watch how bad the generals are or whatever the name of that team is? 
count the fucking passes that Carson Wentz sailed seven yards over his receivers. You fucking losers. Did the Jaguars have them beat four or five different times? Yes. I'm not saying that. Look, it's a win. What's the guy's name? Josh Doxson. He had a couple of nice catches. John Doxson. Fucking that. Yeah. Who's Josh, your, Josh Doxson was a disaster. Whatever. Same yeah. thing. Same fucking guy. I guarantee it's going to end the same way. I guarantee you that. Curtis Samuel. Shit. I thought he was out of the league. I didn't. I thought he was still injured, to be honest. By the way, they carted another ineffective defensive player off the line. Everyone's worried about Jonathan Allen. Why? Why are you worried about him? Who the fuck cares? Just find another 300-pound guy that can't get any pressure in the middle. You'll be fine. It's a great second-round selection. They're fucking taking some big victory. I'm like, okay, I get it. It is a season. Oh, and then, by the way, then the rest of these losers are talking about the home field advantage and like how everyone showed out. They won't show the upper bowl. Uh-uh. They won't show that upper bowl. It was some... There, there, was, there was a pretty good turnout, I thought, for Commanders-Jaguars week one in the lower bowl of the stadium. I'll even give them that. In the rain, too. In the rain. Wasn't yeah. bad. Wasn't bad. Monk went, I'm not even going to tell you what Monk called. I'm not even going to tell you what Monk tried to do on Sunday. Because I don't, I, I care about him. Shoot. I'll tell you in between. I can't tell you on the show. It's I, so bad I can't tell you on the show. All right, I'll write it down. I got to know. I'll write it down. I would need to know, too, if I were you. I, this, this has a lot of potential to be a disaster. All right, hold on. I'll write it down. I wonder if you've ever done this on a Sunday. Okay. So I, there's a lot I've done on Sundays, a lot I haven't done. Sure. She Joe brought an orange beverage again. Yeah. Makes me happy. I hope he actually enjoys them. That's what happened. That's what I'm going to do. You got to destroy that piece of paper. <laughs> you're good, friend. You're good, friend, Tor. You're lying. I know you're lying. I promise you I've not. But I... <laughs> Was jumping up and down in the studio. <laughs> He's jumping up and down. You got to see. I, I know you're upset, but I know you're also a good friend because that's why you're destroying that piece of paper. I, I don't. I don't think it's on Joe. Sit down. He'll be back. He'll be back. I'm sure he'll come back at some point. Tor just uh, ripped up the note I sent him and then stormed to the back of the studio, back by the Halloween spooks. Threw it in the trash. It's the note has been destroyed. In case Monk is uh, at all concerned about that, you think I, I'm lying about that? I'm here to bear witness. I know exactly what Shude wrote on that note. Because you were there when the yes, call came through. I was there. It was a he call? Is, he, oh, yes, of course it was. It was a call. It was a call and several texts. <laughs> and then, and then, here's how bad it is. Ant-Man, I heard Ant-Man say to him, man, don't do this. You're not going to, don't do this right now. This is not the time to do it. <laughs> oh, man, it's the, it's the season. It's definitely the season. <laughs> Oh, boy. You seem flabbergasted. I got to compose myself. I would say this. Monk, Monk was the big winner on Sunday. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't, I think we're fine. I don't think he was able to, uh, you know. The mental math that I'm doing now, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's, there's. Do you remember every time I said that? Yeah. Let's check the calendar. See how many times it was said here. Oh, oh no! Oh one, no! Two, three. I think we have a couple of outstanding bets, don't we? Oh boy! I update hey, my list of heroes. Yeah, I understand. He's got to drop out of that top five nicest too, doesn't he? Easily. Oh boy! How are the spooks here? They're here already? I gotta turn them off. Jesus Christ, Joe, you were up there on Thursday night, weren't you? I was. Oh no, Joe was fishing. Was you know, fishing. Joe went fishing this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. This whole he, week, he said he was going on a fishing trip with his pops. Well, I didn't realize the whole family goes. Oh, it actually sounded interesting. I wouldn't want to do it, but um, it was nice. Like I guess Joe's whole family goes to the river, and they get a condo, and they just fish for a whole week, and they catch the fish, and they take it back, and the mama throws it in the pot, and they have like some sort of fish dish. And it just kind of rinse, wash, repeat. Is that how it goes? Yeah, pretty much. And it's delicious because it's fresh caught, and we caught right. it ourselves, and it, it's, it's delicious. How many fish it. did you catch, would you say? About 10 to 12. How come you got no pictures of you with a fish? 
I just didn't think about taking so, it. What? Nobody I know that fishes takes pictures with fish. It's so very strange. Well, I did take that one picture with the the. You did. Hat, you got a big. Joe was like, I got a bunch of likes onto Instagram, and I was like, Yeah, Joe, people like you. You should post things on Instagram. Yeah. Are you hanging out, Joe? Yeah, yeah. You can go eat and then come back up if you want to con- okay, contribute right. again. Oh, <laughs> He's got several orange beverages and slices of pizza going. He's got a lot. Oh, Joe is our audience for the day, by the way. Thank you, Joe. Um, oh, Ellen Ripley Duke's in the building. She was giving a Xanax because it was thundering tonight. So uh, it's about the best behaved dog we've ever had up here in the uh, yeah in the fortress. So Thursday, I love Neil. I love Monk. I love all these guys. Sure. Ant-Man was up there. Uh, Smoky Mountain was up there. I, th- I think Jim Jester was up there. Did not say one fucking word the whole time, by the way. Didn't say a word. And also... I don't know how up to date you are on all like the different parameters surrounding this bet with him. Wouldn't drink a beer, but ordered himself an appetizer sampler platter. I don't. I don't understand this diet that he is on. Like, I think that he believes that if he just stops drinking beer, he's going to be fine. But also, you know me. I don't want to lecture anybody. If you want to come up and eat food and have a good time, like I'm not going to sit here and fucking yeah. I'm not your daddy. It's weird. Um, watching the fucking game. And these cats just don't care about it at all. Like they, all they care about is their they're like every time someone kicks an extra point, they're like, Yeah. They're they're cheering. I'm like, you guys. It's almost like fake into it. Well, I don't think so. I just think they're just so over the it's 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 disgusting. Like it, I was so mortified by it. Um and then I'm playing Neil, and I love Neil, but Neil doesn't know a fucking thing about football. Sure. He doesn't know a goddamn thing. He drafted three quarterbacks, two kickers, and two defenses. Okay? And, and, he, and he's whooping my ass. I, I fucking... I cannot play fantasy football. Like, I don't know what it is. I've lost... I've lost that ability. My team this year is the same as my team last year. It's a bunch of pussies that score six <laughs> points in their position group. I don't know how it's possible. And then... The consensus, the advice that I get is shit. I call fucking grab t-shirt and cakes and I say, hey, look, I'm having some problems here. Who do I start? They both tell me T. Higgins. You want to know how T. Higgins afternoon ended up? I'm familiar. I pulled all the people at Chad Duke Show Gaming and said I had picked number three. The consensus was take Austin Eckler. Well, that's good, except the Chargers don't seem to like Austin Eckler all that much. <laughs> Holy shit. So I'm used to losing every week in fantasy. That wasn't a big deal. Losing, I had a big bet in on that Rams game, and they just didn't fucking show up. They took the night off. They said, hey, we're the Rams. All right, this is, we'll, we'll, we'll start winning in week four. You're playing the Bills. You're playing arguably the best team in the league. I don't get it. At home. It's a huge statement game. You, you unfurled the banner. The Rock cleared his schedule. You know how many TV shows The Rock has? <laughs> to embarrass himself. <laughs> You know how embarrassing it is that they hit the Rock's music, no one cheered. Yeah, and then they gave was... him they gave him five they, like everyone it was so chopped up and truncated. Like Odell Beckham had one line, Andrew Whitworth had one line, The Rock had one line. Like they just it was so chopped up and segmented that I was like, this is the, the introduction felt awful to me. It didn't feel like the the true <laughs> kickoff to football for some reason. I don't know, maybe it's because it felt it looked like it was light in Los Angeles, which it was. It was five forty. It was like ninety degrees five, now too. Five twenty their time. Okay, that's where you started off. Normally, you started off. It's at least sunset time for for the kickoff of the NFL season. Oh. Not mid afternoon in California. They never. I kept. I'm like they're going to go on a run. Like at least some of these teams that we watch get stomped out on Sunday. They went on a run. Yeah. You know they came roaring back. Um. You know, the, the the Panthers were able to come back against the Browns when they were getting beat up. Saints came back. Yeah, even teams that ended up losing came back. Colts came back and tied. I'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to I mean, I don't even know what I don't even know what to think about that, honestly. I have so many different opinions and emotions about that. Um where do we start? All right, so Thursday was a complete and total shit show. I ended up having a good time, but Jesus Christ, man. There ain't no sitting around watching a game with the boys anymore. It's just, here's my bets and here's my fantasy, and I'm just going to tell you about it yeah. for four straight fucking hours. That's a, that's I guess that's just the way the world works now. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. I've got a bombshell. I don't know if I want to open the show with it. Joe knows about it. Um, Eric is here as well, as is uh, Rip Dips, 
the boss lady's on the floor. Tori, you don't know about it. Uh, and we have a lot to get to today, so I don't want to spend the whole show on it. Um, but you want to hazard a guess. When I tell you, I think it's the biggest, the biggest announcement we've ever made on the show. More than the 500th episode. More than selling out the 500 Rodcast CDs. Uh, Ted becoming a tuna. All of the big announcements that we've had over the past years. Oof. What do you think? You want a hint? Uh, I'll take a hint. It involves a romance. <laughs> a romance? Mm-hmm. Something that I never thought I'd ever have to talk about on this show. I'll give you a second hint for free. I, I, who am I to turn down a second free hint? I don't know, but that was it. Oh. <laughs> Ant-Man doesn't have a girlfriend, does Ant-Man he? doesn't have a girlfriend. But Ant-Man went out to a bar this past weekend, walked up to a girl... Talked to the girl, got her phone Stop number. Stop it, shoot! Got her Stop phone it, number. <laughs> got her phone number. <laughs> really, it's okay. It's all right. What happened? I'm sorry. What'd you throw at Joe? I didn't mean. To, I you did. scared the doll. I didn't mean to. I I couldn't believe what oh, I was hearing. Fine, sweetheart. Oh, the poor girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry. You scared everybody. I thought it was gonna stop, and you kept going. <laughs> I thought you were done, and then it. She is. She's hiding behind me now. <laughs> Sorry, Ripley. He's a monster. <laughs> He's a cryptid. He's throwing boulders. What the fuck? It doesn't even end there. Guess how old she is. His age? No. Shoot. <laughs> how about she's Tor's age? How about she's Tor's age? Oh. Tor's age. <laughs> You think she's a pig? I. She is she a smoke? Show? Apparently, she's a smoke show, and I have it corroborated by a source that is unpeachable. Unimpeach. What's the word I'm looking for? Unrequited. <laughs> Unprecipized. Beyond reproach or approach. Whichever one of those applies. I need you to say you're not lying. He's got a date this week. Tor, now you can get up and leave the table, but that doesn't change. And Tor's walking away into the studio now. You can get up and leave, but you can't change. Are you pounding a beer because of this? (laughs) I noticed you came back with a tall boy. Well. Got to calm your nerves. We're living in a different world now, so... Uh, I don't know. Monday night drinking's fine in this world. This world world is fine to pound a few beers on uh, Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, shit. Take that to the head, big man. I don't don't fault you at all. Big date going down this week. Been texting her. Waited 24 hours. Shot her a text. I heard even the way they met. So he's chatting her up, uh-huh. and at the end of the night, he goes, hey, this has been a lot of fun. Let me get your number, which, by the way, I didn't think he was that smooth. I didn't think he was capable of that. And she said, well, if you want my number, you're going to have to go up and sing a song for karaoke. Typical dumb chick shit. He goes, no problem. Goes up there to fucking request a song, gets up there. The guy says, sorry, we're not taking any more requests. So he didn't have to sing the song, and she gave him the number anyway. I don't even know what planet we're on. And he pulled her from a place that there's girls tour. Yeah. But there's not a lot of talent. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, there's talented Mason. There ain't a lot of talent. Apparently, she just graduated. Just graduated. Do you have a gun on you? (laughs) I do, but I'm not going to let you use it on you. Please. (laughs) Dude. I was in a Latin club until 3 a.m. on Saturday, dancing my ass off. Got zero numbers. I can't even imagine when you pulled them drawers off at the end of the night. Those fucking things, they went fucking hard charging right across the room. Uh, Dopey, my underwear is headed down the stairs. Could you stick a foot out and trip it, please? I was Latin dancing all night. Dude, I know the shit you'll do. You'll do anything for something like that. Don't act like yourself. I don't know, bro. I don't know how he did it. Hey, okay. And hey, look, it's, it's first good. Good for Anthony, right? 
You're happy. You're not a hater. I know you're not a hate air boy. I'm not hating on it by any means. But dot dot dot. This makes me. I have to kick it into another the pressure that it puts on you. Considering how much more you have going on, as far as going out and hollering at chicks, you're younger. You got the party house. You live in Arlington. You don't got a big fish tattoo. Oh, oh, oh! Shooter, stop talking. You're not even gonna believe this. She saw the fucking tattoo. She saw the big fish tattoo. He showed it to her. He pulled his fucking big shorts up. What kind of brass clangers does he have Dude, to the- show that tattoo to a, a girl at a bar first on night. the first meet? I told I the way it came. I found out. I said, "How are you going to hide the tattoo?" I said, "He's going to have to hide it from her, right? He can't tell her." And he goes, "She asked to see my other tattoos because she could see them through my shirt." And then I showed her the Ted tattoo. Apparently, she thought it was funny. Now, this girl could have taken a knock on the noggin. She could have. She could have fucking. You know, she could have lost a bet. Maybe. Who knows? He could have rolled a van out front, tried to put a fucking sofa in the back and asked her to help because he had a cast on his arm. I don't know how this worked. But here's why I am blown away by this tour. Do you know who my source is? My wife. She was there and saw the whole fucking thing. Why would she lie? And she wouldn't lie. That's the whole deal. And she wouldn't pump it up either. It's not like that she would come home and say Anthony's dating fucking, you know. Jessica Alba. Selma yeah, Hayek yeah. in 95. Oh, yeah, by the way, she ain't like us. She's got some sort of exotic, swarthy thing going on. My chick said she's super cute. Seemed nice. They talked. I'm going to kill myself <laughs> in this studio tonight. I couldn't believe it, dude. I, and here's, why, here's why I gave him credit. I was like, he didn't sabotage himself. He didn't say, oh, my teeth are fucked up. I live with Martin Kathy. Do you know what he said at the fire? What he said, saying? maybe this will give me the kick in the ass to get an apartment and move out. I said, oh, you're already moving in with her. You've already got her moving in. I said, well, you know what, I mean? It's been great hanging out with you because in about two weeks, it's Dunsky. We call that pulling a hot tuna. I'm sick to my stomach. You know, but, hey, you know what? I've never seen it. I've never heard it from him. I- I've heard about his romance with Joe and then his romance with Dick Smokehand. A lot of him wanting to fuck those dudes. Seen that. Yeah. Seen plenty of that. He's grabbed me. He's he grabbed Jester. Looked at you, leered. Seen it all. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm I couldn't I, I, be because happier. good for him. Good for him. I have to support this. I think he grew the beard, and it just he got all that positive feedback. Remember all the the, the fun yeah. tweets and all the nice comments. Sexy thin Ant Man, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Just sexy Ant Man now. Do yeah. you want to hear see what her name is? I don't know if you feel the same way about this name. I've never met an unattractive one of these. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, that's her name. Yeah. Isn't that perfect? They all look good. They all look good. I've never met a bad... I actually one time remember just typing that name in to try to find one that lived near me. Because I'm like, well, she'll be hot. It's maybe one in a hundred that aren't. Maybe. Very rare. Think Very about the, rare. Think about some of the hottest chicks on earth are named that. Joe. I mean, I gotta say, Ant-Man's on a, on a roll here. He's on a fucking roll. He's beating all these new chicks, getting all their numbers. Oh, that's right. It's that amazing. Indian chick ran into him. In the car, and he got her fucking number, hey, and they're, like, texting. You know about that? She was so desperate to get his number, she crashed into him. Smoked. Well, now you're being funny, but, like. <laughs> yeah. she hey, was Joe, a, let's not make this funny, please. This, <laughs> this is a serious matter. Here's what's true is that she, there's a smoke show Indian chick smashed into him, and they've been texting. Like, not about the car accident. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Ant-Man's having fucking meat cutes in real life, and I'm, I'm grinding my ass off. <laughs> You know what this reminds me of? What? It reminds me of when uh, George Costanza had that toupee and he just got all this confidence. All the fucking, he could go out and ask people out. Then Elaine, of course, ripped it off and yeah. threw it out the window, if you recall. But you can't do this with Ant-Man's beard. <laughs> I was bald. Well, he, the good thing is the beard is real. Now, here's what I'm worried about, okay? Sure. She ain't seen him outside of a dark bar, Okay. So I think she the body size, she's okay with that. The tattoo, she's okay with that. Worried about the grill. Like, the grill in real life has got some problems. He knows that. So I'm a little concerned when they go out for falafel or whatever the fuck. That's another thing is, like, where's Ant-Man going to take her? Like, does he know anything? All he does is eat fast food and then go home and sell baseball cards. Well, uh, we suggested to him to go to that escape room again. The oh, one that they right. already yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good yeah. first date is you go escape room. And then back to karaoke where you first met, have some drinks. 
Hopefully go back. Oh, she's got her own place. She's got her own place, too. Oh, so he doesn't even have, he doesn't, he doesn't have to even work, but worry about Mark and Kathy. In, she moves in yeah. there. Moves the roommate out. Get the fuck out. I'm going to piss all over. I'm marking this territory. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what could happen? But the hard part's already done. She sees yeah. she sees him. Yes. Because he's a nice guy. Like, Ant Man's a nice. very nice guy. He's affable. He's mm-hmm. funny. He's got um, a little charm. If she can get past, I mean, this sounds mean, I, but I mean this for any dude that I know. Yes. If you get past how gross they are, it's like, okay, well, it's, it's over now. And now it's a wrap. That was the hard part. I'm interested to see the Mark and Kathy component. Like, I'm interested to see if he's got to go down that road. And then it, I, I asked him, I said, are you going to tell her all the horrible stuff? And he goes, I don't think so, man. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's probably smart. Smart call. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe one day, you know, if it's going well. Try to hide some of the baseball card stuff also. I wouldn't say a fucking word about the baseball. Not one girl is going to understand what that is. No. I told you, man, I, I've, I've been thinking about it all weekend. Thought about it all weekend. Thought about it all Monday night. I have to give you credit for not texting me with this because I wanted to tell you you here. had to have me. I think you knew that I had to be here so you could stop me from jumping down the stairs. Well, that's another part about it is I didn't know it would be such a referendum on your own struggles. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I did okay this weekend. Also, what happened this I weekend? Just did for okay. You? What happened? Let's hear. I got an Instagram. I, I was happy That's about not that. Bad. It was the they they, they turned around. The uh, you know tall girl said she liked me, so I'm like okay, cool. How tall? Oh, she hit her head on the sprinklers. Nah, she was about six. <laughs> Whack! They have to evacuate. The fire alarm goes off. They got to evacuate the whole bar. She might have been six two. Oh my oh, wow. god! Yeah, she was tall. Was Megan the stallion teaching her to twerk? Was she green? <laughs> Can you have a big butt when you're six two? She got a big butt. Yeah. It was nice, but 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 it, so I got to follow up with six that. two. God bless y'all. Are good. The good thing is those. I mean, we talked about this. Those girls always feel a little odd when they're that size, and if you're yeah. bigger, it makes them feel more feminine. Yeah. So I had a little juice this weekend. I felt like I got my hair cut. You know, I feel a little better. Shooting juice. Th- my what? Did you, did you shoot any juice? <laughs> I didn't shoot any oh, juice. That's, it's not that good, then, is it? No. She got good. a haircut. You said, fuck Wesley the Barber. I hate his guts. <laughs> and what? It's it's tough to get a haircut for 30 minutes to listen to how rich your barber is. <laughs> it's every time I get a haircut yeah. now. It's the new car he's buying, the new yeah. home, the new fucking vacation they're planning. We pre-ordered the, the Orioles World Series tickets already. Dude, okay. he goes to Miami every weekend. Yeah. I don't understand it. He's wrestling sharks. He's not flying coach either. I know he's not. He's living a good life. I I should learn to cut fucking hair. Yeah. Oh, boy. Joe, are you jealous at all? No, I'm I'm happy for him. Okay. Yeah, I think it's my turn now. All right. Well, it's it's Joe's turn. Now, you'd have to talk to a girl to have that happen, Yeah, that is true. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I might have to go out for karaoke night at some point. That's a good idea. You go amble over there. You just fucking pull down your mesh shorts to the floor, and I'm sure they'll immediately just agree to be your wife. Joe, you haven't gotten any, like, sneaky action on the low that you haven't told anybody about? No, no, no. No, not at all. But Joe's Joe's getting no reps. You know, he's going – when he's not here, he goes back to the apartment. That's what he does. You don't do any of the online apps or nothing? No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, he he does know, online that's, apps, that's, but that's <laughs> like Uber Eats. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do plenty of those. Uh, let me see. I want I want the spring rolls, and I want the Southwest uh, egg rolls, and I want the chicken egg rolls. That's I've heard it. bad things about using those apps, so I've avoided them. I mean, most people are using them, though. I think you got enough good pictures of you. And I'm saying yeah. this just straight up. I think there. I've seen enough good pictures. He's got of confidence you. too. He said he's an eight. I mean, he told us he's better looking than Kyler Murray. You remember that shit? You forgot about that shit. He's got more confidence than any of us. It's the worst night of all time. It's not a good night. Tonight's. A, I mean, a day. This is a bad afternoon. That yeah, we're right here. You think maybe it, does this inspire you, Joe, to go out to karaoke? Because if Ant Man's t- spoken for, he can't be out there dirty dicking these broads. That is true. I, I mean, he actually invited me out that night, and I said I I, I, I couldn't go. But you could. I. I I regret it. You could have gone. I should. She had gone. a friend. Apparently, the friend was all right. Shit. Fuck. Maybe. Jump maybe. On hey, maybe she can introduce <laughs> me to uh, her friend. We'll fire in the <laughs> hole for Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. You got to jump on a couple to have some people jump on. I've jumped you. on a grenade. Oh. I got. You've been turned down by a grenade. Woo! <laughs> Boy, that is a new level of feeling bad about yourself. That's a quiet ride home. That's bad. what that is. Real bad. Got made fun of it for for a while too. After that happened. <laughs> anyway, um, well. Um, congratulations to Ant-Man. And uh, even if it, look, even if nothing happens, he sure. doesn't shoot one jellyfish. Like he, that's a tough thing to do. A lot of guys won't even attempt walking yeah. up to a girl in a bar. It's it's good for him because I'll 
I'll, I'll be at bars and then I'll just get so sick of myself not doing something. So easy to do. Then I'm just like, hey, just go fucking do it. It's just it, it, that that's just where where it comes from. I don't know what how Anthony approached it. Maybe he just said, hey, let's let's see if we can dumb luck our way into it. Or or hey, I'm Ant Man. You know, I think he's got. I think he he feels better about himself with the beard, and I think that he sold a bunch of baseball cards that day, so he was brimming with confidence. And then he had twelve million lights. I think that's the that is the formula by which he does it. I don't know how often you get to listen. Um, is there any chance you listened to yesterday's episode? I haven't caught up yet. Pretty big bombshell, um, and that's why we have the man here. So I kind of want to speak to him while he's here. She is. 24 years old. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a little, uh, I, I'm, I still know how, how old, to feel about how it. How old are you? I'm 40. Uh, you should um, feel really good about it. I, 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 I do mean, feel good, but I'm going to, you know, just, I'm going to go on a date or whatever and, and just see how it, it goes, you know. What I, are the odds that she's an undercover cop? Um, oh, my God. He always thinks that whenever there's a. You know what? <laughs> You're not answering. <laughs> I don't think so. Did she, did she strike you as the law enforcement? No. And normally undercover cops, I don't think, are drinking while they're trying to, uh, you know, go sure. after their... And, well, I think they do, actually. Isn't that the whole point? Yeah. You gotta also, you're going to be hip? Ant-Man told me he's never met an undercover cop named Lou Pender. So I think he has that <laughs> He has that working for him as well. Um, look, here's what I said, Ant-Man. And I understand... I. I'm joking because 24-year-old girl, like all guys would high-five about that. I don't know what I would talk to a 24-year-old girl about mm-hmm. at all. There, there's, some, there's college girls that come to Commonwealth Drive, guys. I'm just like, how you doing? How you doing? I'm hairy handshake. I'm like, all right, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> like, I have nothing. I don't I don't know what they're into. I don't know the music they like. It's, it's different. I get that. Yeah. But if nothing else happens, it's still – that's a tough thing to do for anybody. In a bar, walk up cold and, and have a girl be interested in you and want to talk further after that night happens because – if it's a good-looking girl, 35 other fucking guys are going to be taking their fucking swing that entire night, yeah. you know? Um, and probably, I don't mean any disrespect, but they probably, you know... More fit? Well, they just don't have some of the... I was going to say some of the baggage. Some, yeah. some of the baggage, but I, I just I think that's a, a very tough thing to do in an age of uh, online dating. I mean, my question is, is would you have done this a year ago? Or even... When, when was the... The, the big weight loss at uh, Flying Ace was in May, right? Or at least when, yes. when we weighed May, in. May, so. that was when the yep. beard, too. That was when the beard was grown. Yep. Would, you, would you have done this, you know, pre pre that bet? No. Say, I, like, even the spring. I'll, I'll tell you what. I probably would have not even done it that night had I not been told to do it. Like Oh. Well, because, that's not be, good. Well, because your, your, uh, your lovely wife was like... you. Don't leave. This girl's interested in talking to you. I'll see you later. Like, hang out and talk to her. Right. And I was like, oh, you're right. I should probably well, did you, like, not how did run you, away. How did the conversation start? Did you, like, bump into her? No, we they were sitting behind us. Did you knock her us. down when you did? <laughs> yeah, they were sitting behind us. And I uh, threw my shot glass behind her, knocked that, her out. That and then I right. took my her by the my leg. Dick and my vape <laughs> in my ass and my phone. Have you seen my phone? <laughs> But uh, it, it was, you know, some really fun karaoke, and then some guy sure. got up there and did some death metal, and so we were all <laughs> sitting and bullshitting and laughing about it, and uh, they just started talking to us, and that's, I mean, wow. it just happened naturally. So this was after your karaoke performance? No, so this is the funny thing, is when I asked for her number, she said, only if you sing a karaoke song and let me pick the song, and I was like, right. oh, fuck. Hey, but I, that's a good sign. I mean, that means that she wants to see what you're all about. Right. So I, you know, I'm like, all right, I'll do that. Sure. Knowing that the bar was closing soon and hoping he would say no. Oh, and okay. Because it was like eight of us left in the bar. Sure. <laughs> she went over to sign me up, and thank God he said no. Okay. <laughs> he can't take uh, any okay. more requests. But what your song was it going to be? I don't know. She didn't tell me. She just said, you'll find out when you get up there. Wow. But she did say that... I still have to sing a song next time we go to karaoke. I've never heard you sing. Do you, I've is, never sang. You? Is he a good singer? No. I, I, no, I've heard him sing in the hotel room with Joe. There's oh, a video. Yeah. 
And the thing is, Ant-Man doesn't know any songs, so it's difficult for him to even attempt to sing. You got to know words. Yeah. What's the smoking on hay in the barn song, you oh, know? yeah. Smoking on hay in the middle of the barn. Get up, get up. My eyes are red and my head is spinning. That's, that's the, that's the only thing I've ever heard him sing. <laughs> I don't even know what that, that is. Yeah. yeah. See if they'll do that. Maybe, right. they'll do, maybe they'll do that song. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. That's Crucial only, Conflict. Yeah. It's the only song I've heard Crucial Conflict 700 million <laughs> times. If he has to sing a Gun N' Roses song, you might as well put a pistol up to his fucking head. Um, well, I'm happy for him. I saw I'm the tease happy. that uh, Tor was Tor was shoot angry. Oh, he was throwing shit across the room. <laughs> Joe was here. Tor got up, started screaming and hooting and hollering, and threw a pen. And then he, I think Ripley has like a nice relationship with Tor because she comes in, she says hi to him, and he gives her a treat, and they like spend a little time together. When he exploded up and started throwing shit, she hit over here behind the refrigerator, wouldn't come out the rest <laughs> of the night. I would do the same thing. <laughs> it was terrifying. Monster. Well, I think that he he did seem like he was happy for Anthony, but also this is all this is all toward this this would be you like to golf, Dottie. If someone golfed for the first time, they got up at a three hundred fifty yard drive and then tapped the fucking ball in the hole and like, Oh, I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> yeah, this is the first yeah, time yeah, I picked absolutely. up a club. <laughs> I think that's probably why Tor is really upset because that's it. he does the only pastime he has is going out and trying to chase Quim and apparently he's really, really bad at it. <laughs> Man, and I mean, if if it, like I, I think it sounds like your wife made the right call that this girl was expressing interest in you. She in cleared out, aunt. yeah. Because didn't she? That's ask, never happened to Tor. No one's ha- ever come to him. Never, not once. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, only like, hey, um, I noticed. Can I get a picture of you? I want to send it into fucking uh, coast to coast. They don't think that you exist. You know, one of those types of things. Um, didn't she like? Didn't the chick ask? Like after my wife left, if you guys were together. Oh yeah, yeah. She 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 asked if if uh, that was my date that just left, and I was like, no, that's my best friend's wife. <laughs> Man, look at that, getting the best friend title. Yeah, Listen yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah that's right first on. time I got that one. <laughs> that means I'm getting the tattoo on the arm, and I'm gonna die soon. No, no, no. no. Um, all right, so when is the date? Because I'm guessing you're saying it hasn't happened yet. It has not happened yet, but we're going to lunch tomorrow. Lunch? Yeah, I figured it'd be easier to do it's lunch, just lunch than, than do like a. Sure. An entire night out and just kind of feel the situation out now that I'm I'll be sober. And um, yeah, because I was pretty, pretty. You gonna wear a college shirt? Um, Probably. I think we're going just somewhere casual. Dimly lit? No, 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 no. Not like a. I would go someplace dimly lit. You got to remember, too, like you went, she saw you in the basement of the old Shabin. That's true. It's not like you're down there in a discotheque. It's dark down there. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Helps us. You know, it helps dudes. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. Not that hat. Not this hat. I, no, no, no. I thought we came up with a dollar figure for you to stop wearing a pedo hat. I don't like that one, and nobody <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> that is a hat to lure children, and I'm not in favor of that. Hot um, tuna hat, maybe? <laughs> are you have a formal hat? I was, yeah, wear the hot tuna hat. That's a great idea. No, I could do that. This yeah. is my friend and matches my tattoo. I ain't never going to see you again. <laughs> and I already got the tattoo out of the way. <laughs> oh, he showed her the tattoo. Wow. She, yeah. she still agreed to go on the fucking date. I I have to learn more. You have yeah. to keep us updated. Yeah, you got a picture of her? You got a MySpace or something? Uh, no, I don't. Dude, she I, friends I, I only mean, know her first name. I don't even know oh, no. her last name right now. Here's what I think. Here's where I think, you know, Ant succeeds where Tor fails is Ant has. Hey, I like that. Cart I, that I, up. I think the, <laughs> <laughs> I, like Ant has a, like a warm aura about him yeah Tor's got a malicious aura Tor's nice guy we like hanging out with him but I feel like when he's skanking around bars, he's got he's got like a look he does like to skank around bars yeah and 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 I think Ant you know you're you're looking to just be friendly with someone like Mm -hmm. you're not and you're not attempting game you're not forcing game um because I think that you're just you come come across as just like a nice um affable guy on on your own say it a eunuch a eunuch, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we when we were in Nashville, <laughs> genitalist. When we were in Nashville last month, smooth uh, down there. <laughs> some of the some of the single dudes were trying were trying to pick up at, at one of the bars where we were at, and one of one of my friends was so drunk that he lost all ability to have game. And I swear to God, I'm I'm positive this happens to Tor when he drinks too much. So he's no longer like making any type of expression. He's just standing there, like fist by his side like mean mugging girls trying to make eye contact to have them just like like establish that connection because he he doesn't have the ability to do anything else and i was watching this happen and i'm like this this is gigantic to, right. to a t I'm well there's a, there's a couple of things going on there one is there's a tour's got an enormous amount of undealt with rage bubbling below the surface <laughs> yeah. at all times a lot of that has to do with dado he doesn't like to talk about it um 
But also to get up, a lot of guys need the liquid courage to get up the you know gumption to go yeah. talk to a young lady, and sometimes you you overdo it, mm-hmm. and so then you've got the nerve, but then you've lost your faculties. And I think probably Ant Man rode that edge, uh, as my father would say, which is uh, perfect. It is interesting though. Like I have no problem with the with the the age deal. I mean, the thing with Donna is dating like a. 28 year old guy right now and she's 70 like I don't give a fuck like you're all can vote and you can all get drafted go ahead and fuck I don't give a shit Mm -hmm. but Tuber sometimes says shit about like music and things and I have a lot of common with Tuber and I'm like what what the fuck are you talking about like I (laughs) that's the only thing that I'm worried about Ant-Man is like what are you gonna say when she's like let's I like this band or I like this movie or it's gonna be kind of a difficult process yeah I'm I'm a Going into this thinking that I probably know nothing about what this girl likes. <laughs> sure. But she knows your age. She knows my and age. she's cool with And she was cool with that. Like, I, that was like, once I texted her the next day, that was like, not the first thing, but I brought it up pretty early hey, on in the conversation. I'm just like, 48 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know how old my colon is? I just wanted to put it out there to make sure. I'm going to fart up the house. <laughs> what? I, I didn't put that out there. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Things Ant-Man says before the first day. Yeah. You, well, ever fuck, <laughs> you ever cave in a toilet? Your butt cheeks are so wide. Look, Missy, I got I got, I got. to be honest. I got like five years left, Tops, so we got to make this fast. One time my mother bought me size 50-inch shorts, and she said, you better not be in these too long, and those were the very shorts I was wearing when I met you. That... That's I'm actually glad true. you brought that up because <laughs> she know that you live with mom and dad. You got to keep that uh, down. Not right now. You got to keep that down. Yeah. Look, if she likes you, it don't matter because right. she'll like you and then you can do, you can work with everything else. It right. all just matters if they like you because when I met my chick, she was in college and I was fucking, I had no job. I was f- poor and destitute and fucking I had no idea where my life was going, but she liked me. So it didn't fucking matter. And right. then things got better. So things might get better if, you know. She continues to see you, so who knows? And things yeah. aren't bad for you. Now, it no. is fairly unique, though. The I can't, I've got to have seven different nurses jab me in the back of the knee when I need to take blood because all of my veins are collapsed. <laughs> like, that is a conversation that most people don't have to have. Maybe at like the six month mark. Yeah, but I don't think it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that stuff. Like, I, I wouldn't tell her at lunch. Like, no. if, if you guys are splitting the Jersey mics, I don't think you need to bring that shit up. No, I mean, I figured as long as she doesn't ask about it, I'm not going to bring any of that up uh, right away. I would think before any type of meaningful step forward in any of the situation, mm-hmm. yeah. But if it's just lunch and, hey, this went well, let's have dinner. No, you don't yeah. have to bring any of that shit up. All right, man, well, good. Well, the good thing is is that you're way more worldly now that you've been hanging out with me than you were before. Yep. Because before, all you did was watch Van Wilder over and over again and smoke a bubbler. <laughs> so. That's true. <laughs> Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. Chad Duke's show, Victory Tuesday, as it were, joining us on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline right now. Mr. Christopher Price is our friend from the Boston Globe, covers the Patriots for them. You could listen to his podcast, The Patriots Report, with him and LeGarrette Blount, who scored about a million touchdowns in this league, I believe. Um, anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. And got a new book out coming calling Bleeding Green, A History of the Hartford Whalers. going to be out this November uh, he joins us now in the Monk's Barbecue Outline. Chris, great to talk to you. Can people uh, pre-order that book potentially on the internet? Yeah, thanks, man. It's great to talk to you. It, it is available at Amazon.com, uh, BarnesandNoble.com. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, as they say. But yeah, pre-orders are available. It's coming out November 1st. It is crazy to me, and I don't know if it's pa- part of it is because of the pop culture references, Um I don't know anyone that doesn't like the notion of the Hartford Whalers. Like, even if they're not from that part of the globe, I see the sweaters pop up everywhere. Everyone kind of just enjoys the logo and the lineage and, and doesn't like the fact that team exited the way they did. I, I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a national audience for that book. Yeah, that's the hope. I'll say this. Even up here in Boston, where they kind of had a rivalry with the Bruins for a while, yeah. 
that whenever I wear a Whaler's sweater or a Whaler's t-shirt or a Whaler's cap out, people will point and they'll sing the theme song and they'll, <laughs> they'll say a sweet logo. And there, there is an enduring, iconic quality to the logo. And I think that's one of the reasons why it continues to resonate with people. But yeah, it's just one of those teams, man. It, you know, you, you have a fondness for them. Uh, they, they, they just kind of hit you in that nostalgic sweet spot, you know? They certainly do. Uh, people should definitely check that out. Um, where to begin now? Well, we'll start with this. What happens? You've covered a lot of these teams. The, the Patriots, I, if, if you line up under center and I'm snapping you the football, they're a better organization than the Miami Dolphins. We all know that. It, but it right. doesn't seem to matter what's going on with the Dolphins when this team goes down there to play, there always seems to be trouble and hijinks are afoot. It's it's very <laughs> odd. What is it like to kind of cover that and write about there up there in the uh, eye of the hurricane? It's really, really funny because they had it for a long time. They, they had issues for a long time in the 90s and into the early 2000s. And then they broke through with Brady. I believe it was in 2003. And then they had a relatively good run. But, but regardless of... You know, how good the team is, how bad the team is, whatever the case may be, they've always struggled down there. Now, I will say this. They struggle more often than not. The problems are later in the year. The December and January games, not so much with the September and October for whatever reason. And I think a lot of that has to do with weather and heat and, you know, kind of figuring out how to find that balance when it comes to hydration and all that. But, yeah, it's just these games. I remember David Andrews after the Miami Miracle a couple of years ago just sitting at his locker and going, these damn games in Miami, man, just shaking his head that they just can't figure it out you know whether belichick takes them down on you know the tuesday before or they come down on friday or they prepare one of the things that uh, lg was telling me is they used to turn the heat up in the practice bubble in foxborough to like 85 <laughs> and you could just sweat it right in you know you try and sweat it right out of you but it's just nothing seems to work for them when they go to miami tua now is 4-0 against belichick you know we talk all the live long day about how belichick dominates younger quarterbacks two is four and oh against them so that's it's it's just it, it leaves new england fans shaking their heads it really does that is a crazy i should have known that that is an insane stat considering what the national narrative is about tua and the limitations mm-hmm. they think that he has and you're right and the fact that if there is a rookie quarterback going up against bill belichick it's game over like whatever the spread is it ain't enough go ahead and take the patriots and take a nap like that's nuts that it's kind of translated into that considering the struggles he's had as the Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, it really is. And it's a, you're, it's not even like two is thrown for like 400 yards and or, you know, rushing for like four touch, whatever the case may be. You know, he, he seems to walk on a fine line when it comes to facing the Patriots. He'll make some really bad decisions. But then you inevitably get like the play we saw right before the end of the first half where he hit Jalen Waddle for a 42-yard touchdown pass and Waddle just ran away from, I think it was the three defenders. So you get those moments mixed in with some dangerous throwaways and some near turnovers and, and things like that. So it, it's not like he's an overly dominant quarterback when he faces Belichick. The one thing that I think kind of is a little bit funky Belichick, they, they haven't faced a left-handed quarterback in like a million years other than him. So maybe that's one of the reasons why, but the guys say, you know, that's not an issue. He's just, he's able to make plays when it counts. So who knows, who, you know, who knows the reason why, why two has had so much success against Belichick. Um, let's talk about Mac Jones. Um, this is a guy that's in the unenviable position of trying to, you know, be the heir apparent. And, um, you know, he team was a playoff team last year. Future looked bright. He didn't look good. He gets injured. Now we're here. I think it's back spasms. Um, the mm-hmm. one, the play, the third possession, he takes a shot, forces a fumble. Miami recovers it. They end up with a touchdown. You you know this game, Chris. Week one is bat ass crazy. We saw that the entirety of week one. I mean, it was just nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of that can we attribute to what happened in this game? Where is Mac Jones physically? Why was he so uncomfortable? Was it anything to do with his mechanics or preparation? Was it just the Miami Dolphins defense? Take me through where the quarterback is right now. It's the offensive line. Okay. And, and look, I'm not saying that Mac is not culpable for, you know, for – you know, a couple of the, you know, the bad plays. I, I think he could have used better field awareness when it came to the strip sack. But the offensive line is in a state of flux right now. You know, I, 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 this is where I always remind people that it took two people to replace Dante Scarnecchia when he left New England. They, they hired two offensive line coaches, not just one, to replace a guy like that. And so 
I, I, you're looking at an offense in an offensive line specifically that's in a state of flux, losing Josh McDaniels hurt. They're moving to a different blocking scheme, a zone blocking scheme. And we saw some of that on Sunday, not for the whole game on Sunday, but some of that on Sunday. You're starting a rookie at left guard in Cole Strange. Trent Brown at, at the tackle position didn't have a particularly good game. He's usually really, really good. And the concern is that maybe he's kind of started to run out of gas because he's on the north side of 30. So, Again, I'm not saying that Mac Jones was not to blame for some of the errors, but I would put a lot of it on the offensive line as it relates to Sunday. Chris, I'm looking at the skill positions here in New England, and I know they had a big miss with Nikhil Harry, but they always felt like, especially in Brady's reign, that the wide receivers were going to be good no matter who it is. He turned Edelman into a dude. Chris Hogan came out of nowhere. Wes Welker, obviously, Randy Moss. I'm looking at it right now. Is Jacoby Myers the number one in New England? Who's going to be the guy that's actually going to be catching the ball for for impact for this team this year after week one? They hope it's going to be Devontae Parker. Uh, In in a perfect world, they get the Devontae Parker that we saw a couple of years ago, you know, 1,000 yards, you know, 70, 80 catches, whatever the case may be. And he had his opportunities on Sunday. I think, you know, that. Uh, one of the big uh, points of contention up here was the non-call on the, you know, the potential DPI on the ball he threw there, Mac through the end zone on the first drive. And I think if he makes that connection, and Howard is not yanking on Parker's shoulder pad, maybe the game goes in a different direction. So, but really, ultimately, answer a question: In a perfect world, Parker's your number one. You get some sort of mixture at number two, and then Jacoby Myers is your slot guy at number three. But Myers right now is acting as a one. Because, you know, you didn't see the connection maybe you wanted to see with Devontae Parker in the opener. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, for whatever reason, is in Bill Belichick's doghouse. No one can figure out why. He came off the bench. He had two snaps. He had one catch for 41 yards. They really could have used him yesterday. So, ultimately, uh, right now, probably Myers is your number one guy. But he is really not a number one wide receiver. Why hasn't Hunter Henry been more of an impact player for them? When he came over, especially with his size, I'm like, I mean, he's not going to be Gronk, but he's a guy in the middle of he can create mismatches. He logged 44 out of possible 57 snaps, but it was, it was some of the quietest playtime ever with the two catches. Is it still something physical with him? He was a guy that he was a guy that I assumed would mesh better. Yeah, in last year when Mac was playing well in that stretch in the middle of the season when they went on that winning streak. Hunter Henry was probably his best target, is his most his, his favorite target, his number one guy. Um, he, uh, Hunter's been good in the red zone, but other than that, we really haven't heard a whole lot from him. And then yesterday, he had that killer. He had a killer fall start penalty, and that set him back. And, and so that was kind of a black mark on his name. But yeah, I, I think that they're looking for more from their from their tight end position. We saw Jonu Smith yesterday run angry, you know, really for the first time in his Patriots career. If you can get Jonu Smith. And Hunter Henry kind of, you know, kind of get them going and figure out a way to kind of, you know, get them more involved in the offense and, you know, get them consistently involved in the offense. Then I think that's a step in the right direction. Obviously, you know, we, we talked about the struggles of the offensive line, but if you can get those two guys going and then you get Myers, who has really emerged as the most consistent threat on this team, if you can get Parker, you know, in, in, in Kendrick Bourne, then you kind of start to have the makings of a, of a quality passing game, but there's an awful lot of ifs there, at least at this point. Certainly is. It's at C price globe on Twitter. You could follow Chris there for all timely Patriots information. Talk to me about the nature of week one. We, we said this yesterday on the show. Um, you know, it's fine if you're the Packers and you come out, you lay an egg and then you rip off eight in a row like last year, but the Bills didn't look like there was any week one problems. The Chiefs didn't look like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, these are teams that expect to be in the you know conversation for the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, you look at the Titans, you look at some of these other teams that look like, you know, what happened is the Cincinnati Bengals come to mind. How much of this is week one jitters and how much of it is, look, you're sitting here now at 0-1. The Steelers without T.J. Watt aren't as imposing, but you're going into three rivers. Good luck with that, three rivers. Uh, you get the Ravens after that. I mean, there's a scenario where we're talking about the Patriots being 0-3 and life comes at you fast. Um, how much of it is just the nature of the first week and how much legitimate concern did you have after that game? Don't forget the Packers in week four. Oh, too, that's right. Yeah. Rogers. yeah, so it's not – I mean, this this is not an easy stretch. By any means, for this team, right out of the gate, I always come back to this, Chad, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm being accused of being overly optimistic here, but week one, and really the first couple weeks, it's it's never as bad as you think it is, and it's never as good as you think it is, unless you're talking about the 2007 Patriots. 
Look, it, it's just I've, I've always felt that way when it comes to this team. But you know what? You bring up a really good point. And this is something I've talked about on the podcast with LG. This is something that we've just, I've discussed with other interviews before. The Patriots' approach to the first three or four weeks of the season used to be, hey, look, we're going to kind of figure it out here. You know, you don't really know your team until the first week of October, but you have enough talent on both sides of the ball to be able to win kind of some of those fluky games. You know, like we saw yesterday with, you know, there are teams out there that figured it out. You know, the Steelers kind of figured it out. So they don't have, the Patriots don't have that level of talent anymore. And so I'm curious to see how they're going to be able to respond when they get into October and let's say they're one and three going into October, you know, it's just, it's a different team. And I think people around new England are all kind of getting used to the new reality of what this is, you know, what life is like now really, as we're really getting into the post Tom Brady era. The good thing is, is that like you just mentioned one and three, you can figure out a way to get into that second quarter of your schedule and you have lions, Browns, bears, and Jets, yeah. I mean, you can get fat. There's one thing Belichick can do is get fat off the land um, yeah. before you get to some of those second half of the season matchups. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's a chance you can come out. And also, the AFC is going to be – I don't think the Bills are going to blow everyone out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to look like they did every – I mean, they struggled a couple of separate times last year. I, I still think there's some opportunity to, hey, let's play well when it matters when the end of the season comes and we can still chop some wood, even though you got mm-hmm. those two juggernauts at the top. Yeah, and the other thing too, Chad, and you, again, I, we're not reading too much into what happened yesterday, I think, you know, in terms of long term, but this team – needs to be carried through this stretch as the offense finds out kind of discovers an identity this team needs to be carried by the defense i thought the defense played really well yesterday they gave up one touchdown that 42 yard thunderbolt there of you know from two to waddle but they didn't give up any long drives they didn't give up any other you know any other touchdowns they played well they were very competitive against a, a decent offense not a great offense but a decent offense and so they need to be able to figure out a way to have the defense carry them, and they need to be able to get greatness on special teams. I don't know if they're capable of greatness on special teams, but you know we always know that Belichick teams, with the exception of last year, always seem to find a way on special teams. So look, if you can get it, it it's not an ideal situation, but if you can get great defense for another few weeks, you know, steal a game or two, you get great special teams, you know, and, and you find a way to kind of piece it together while you're discovering an offensive identity, then I think you're going to be okay. You know, in, 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 when I say okay, you're probably, what, a 9-10 a win team on the outer reaches of the, of the playoff picture. But I think, again, you know, we talk about the new reality in New England. I think that's it. All right, this is uh, a little out of left field, but I, I don't think I don't know anyone that doesn't like Lovey Smith, especially now Big Beard Lovey Smith. I mean, that's a tremendous look. <laughs> um, it is very strange to hear a, a head coach admit, hey, we're playing for a tie. My defense was gas. Now, you know, Chris, we're in the same business. I like it when these guys are honest. I like it when they tell us what actually is going on. It's so rare. I mean, the coach speak and the cliches and the platitudes makes you nauseous. But I, I don't remember ever hearing a coach say something like that. And even though he's in maybe the most toxic franchise in the NFL right now, and he's probably right, I, I don't. I don't know why you say it. Like, no one's forcing mm-hmm. you to say that. And so I was somewhat puzzled after reading those comments. I know it's not your beat, but I imagine it's being discussed up there. It's being discussed everywhere. What What did you make of, of hearing a head coach say that stuff? I love it. I do. I love it. I'm with you. I, I love the idea of any coach treating uh, this like real life. Yeah. You know, I, I think we kind of fall backwards in, in sports into kind of the performative aspect of it. And we kind of defer to coaches and, you know, we, we understand that it's a different game and, Oh, they're smart. And, you know, they've been at this for a long time. No, it, a lot of times it's just, I don't want to say it's just football, but it's just football. And, and I do like what Lovey Smith did. And, and I do like his approach. And, you know, in, in terms of saying, look, this is, this is the reality of the situation. I'm going to talk to you like adults. You know, we both understand what's going on. We all understand what's going on here. And I'm going to lay it out very plain here. So, yeah, I, I do. I, I like that approach as a journalist and as a football fan. I appreciate that. Me too. I love the honesty. I love the transparency. I wish we could get more of it. Uh, C. Price Globe on Twitter. Pre-order the book now on Amazon, Bleeding Green, A History of the Hartford Whalers. And, of course, you can listen to the Patriots Report with Christopher Price and LeGarrette Blount anywhere you find your football podcastery. Great to have football back. Great to have you back on the show, Chris. Thank you so much for the time, my friend. My pleasure. Take care, and we'll talk soon, bud. Always an informative conversation from Christopher Price on the Chad Duke Show. 
Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Oh boy. Uh, Fortress film this week. Yep, looking forward to that. BMI this week. Gotta give a big verbal nod to Lottie Dottie. We likes the party. Stepping in. Oh, uh, little Jimmy Jester is under the weather a little bit. So if you want to share some love with him on social media, it's much appreciated. Did you see what, uh, what Ant-Man did over the weekend? He's got the weight loss bet with Jester. Uh-huh. So he sent Jester four Whoppers, four onion rings, and four Hershey's pies via DoorDash to his house on Saturday nights. <laughs> oh. It felt a little underhanded, but how excited would you be if That's someone was playing like, playing dirty. Can't let this go to waste. But I, I'd i be balls deep in those. I mean, me too. He also he bought Junior Whoppers and tried to pass it off. And it wasn't because he was cheap. We're like, yeah, hey, man, just because you didn't want to pay for cheap. real Whoppers, you fucking chintzy son of a bitch. He actually had more fat in him than the real Whopper. Anyway, I'm sure. I'm fine. He's the Quim Master, so I can't yeah, fucking ca- I, I can't criticize him at all. All right. Uh, there is a couple of Rodcast CDs left. Please go to CommonwealthDryGoods.com and pick those up. We'd love to sell those out so it's not embarrassing. And we'll see some of you at the pizza party on Friday. Well, thank you again to Christopher Price. Thank you again to my bookie. Joe Azer and Monk's Barbecue. If the good Lord is willing, on the creeks don't rise, we'll meet you back here manana because manana we're doing nada. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to that and fence a few. Ta-da, to fucking you.